This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back! We're hungry! And we are joining the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur. <laughs> and to provide sanity to this piece, Prashant Sareen, producer, director extraordinaire. And my name is Abhinandan Sekri and we are bringing you Highway on my podcast. The one travel experience that gets the highway to you in these COVID times when you can't get to the highway. We hope that we have entertained you, informed you and also taken you for a trip down many a memory lane. Those of you who have been to the places that we've spoken about. And if not, maybe giving you a taste of what you should do once COVID is behind us. Yes, and that's... All your bad friends will take you for a ride, but only your good friends will take you for a trip down memory lane. Wow, wow. How cool are we? Huh, huh, huh? English full. English full, <laughs> sir. English full. You're leaving the Angrange behind. <laughs> and thank you guys so much. The feedback we've got, the mails we've got, the amount of you who have been wanting to subscribe to our newsletter. I repeat, if you want to get the newsletter that informs you of the anecdotes, the photographs of all the things we talk about, Wherever you're listening to this podcast, there's a link there. You press on that link, it'll open a form. You enter that form and you'll get the newsletter. Or you could write into us at homp2020 at gmail.com. I repeat, homp2020 at gmail.com. And also don't forget to write in with your travel experiences, your food experiences and stuff that you think you'd like to share with us and other friends who are listening to this podcast who are all food and travel enthusiasts. On that note, gentlemen, today we will take you on a trip with our fans and those hompers who have, been, who have signed in for this homp community who have sent experiences and rice on their travels. So this is dedicated to them and we would like to do a few more of these. So write in with your suggestions, your travel advice, your travel experience to homp2020 at gmail.com. homp2020 at gmail.com. So before we start on these emails on our wonderful people telling us ever since the podcast started he's just been talking non-stop man he just doesn't give us a chance to talk <laughs> so here's your chance before we move into the mails I would like each of you other than the people we've spoken about the most memorable person who delighted you on our travels across the country and internationally which you can never forget among you can choose more than one Wow, that's a big one, man. Why don't you start, Prashant? Which memorable person will always be with you who we met in these travels and have never met again? My God, that's a big one. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. I can think of one person who I won't forget. Her name was Sweeta. We met her at... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeta is this wonderful lady. She was so soft-spoken. She was beautiful. And she took us for a tour. What is it? A rum factory? Kya kehte hai? Distillery? Kehte hai? Kya kehte hai bhai yeah. yeah, it was a rum factory. Orishas factory. Yep. Rocky, Shamarel. Something do Shamarel. Uh, the rumory do Shamarel. Uh, uh, rumory do Shamarel. And I will never forget. A, her voice was like an angel. Truly like an angel. Her face was like an angel. And, you know, she explained, I, now I know how to make rum. I was paying such attention. You, I was completely distracted, to be honest. But then we went back there after like five or six years. And we asked for her, but she has got married and had children. So you're too late, Niku. You will be single for a few more years. 
but uh, yeah she was very sweet so this was will die you know at, at this at this rumari to shamarel which is a beautiful rum factory right on top of a hill beautifully made it's like a dream almost it's so wonderfully done with flowers and long you know long bodies of water with fountains and it has the best rum baba in the world and for those of you who've not had a rum baba you should have one it's a uh, it's it's like a beautiful sponge cake with a soaking of rum and you know cream and of course there are many ways to make it but that's the way they make theirs it is absolutely the best rum baba in the world so if you ever go to mauritius drive up to the hill visit the rum factory and have the best rum baba in the world and if you're lucky sweeta will be back from starting her family and she will be there and she will take you through a tasting of all the kind of rums that they have at the end of which you'll be happy dega this is this is the difference between a single boy and a, a, a happily married lover of food the boy talks about sweeta the man talks about rum baba the rum baba that he got <laughs> i don't know sir i i have a sweet tooth unlike other people who have a sweet tooth have <laughs> <laughs> a sweet tooth and i have diabetes also another person i will never ever forget is uh, the guy who we met at that who predicted all sorts of things for all sorts of us oh man no bharti <laughs> baba <laughs> no i know you this was in bangalore as bharti baba yes oh. <laughs> the watch watch uh, he had a watch show or something baba ji yeah. and i remember what he said about me yes what did he say what did he say prashant no, i'm not to be i'm not i'm not saying that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to say one memorable person but i remember the guy who owned the upper zing zing bar restaurant at which pass was it yeah it was uh, baralacha baralacha la at baralacha la baralacha is the name and la is pass so at baralacha la at quite a height on either side of the pass usually you have one eatery which also doubles as a place to stay and there was this young uh, young ladakhi boy who was there and he was really sweet and gentle and you know we went in there he had a stove right at the mouth of this long tent and inside the tent there were like 20 beds connected to each other on the ground so when you slept you literally touched the person next to you so you could all stay warm because the temperature at night became like minus 10 minus 15 and uh, when we we went there we said how come you don't have a board he said oh maine liya tha board so i said phir kya hua he said wo log jo ghar banata hai na usne chori karke apna ghar ka chhat bana diya so i said oh, why why didn't you take it back so he says abhi uska chhat thodi todunga main main naya board le lunga agle saal so i was like how sweet there yeah. i mean what a what a gentle way of looking at the world that he knows who stolen his board he knows what they've done with it and yet he won't take it back because they needed to cover their heads they need a roof over their head how loving yep so, so they've been some amazing so you guys can keep i i remember i remember i remember and i'm surprised nikku you don't remember because then you were paying a lot of attention was our dear friend raja at mirissa in sri lanka you remember him yes fisherman he he takes people out whale watching surfer old friend just that happy energy that like real joy for life i mean anybody who sees that clip i mean i think that clip might still be on uh, online because i i just went to take a look at it a while ago and just that vibrant joy for life was very very beautiful yeah in fact in the we'll send pictures of him in our sri lanka episode you got to see that body man that body is a body like i would have liked to have he has pecs abs triceps biceps and no pumping shumping just by fishing we all have those muscles they are a little less visible in some cases dab the drool dab the drool quickly dab the drool <laughs> dab the drool yeah i'm dabbing the drool but in fact there's a lovely picture with both of us flexing and then there's one picture where he's walking on his hands as i'm walking on my feet 
He's walking next to me on his hand. Like, he could walk as fast on his hands as I could on my feet. Amazing guy. I remember the meal at his house that his mother cooked for us was so spectacular. Yeah. Especially the tuna that she made. Yeah, it was, it was called Ambul Thayal. Yeah, the very special dish that all the fishermen take with them. Yeah, as long as you see. put any metal on it, you can they yeah. cook it and they use the special souring and preserving agent. I think that tamarind also. And then yeah. there was no metal touching. So they cook it in a wooden, uh, in a clay pot and then you use a wooden spoon. And it lasts for a month or for, so. Yeah, for oh, a long okay, time so out at sea. I didn't know that. So if you if you don't, if no metal comes in contact with that dish, it can last like four weeks, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like a pickle. It's like a tuna pickle that they yeah, make. Yeah, she said it can last a month and a half. But unlike a pickle, it wasn't spicy. It was just like a really delicious fish, sort of fish, masala fish kind of thing. And, uh, and when she made it, she covered it in a barrel with a wooden thing. And she was like, you know, use a wooden spoon without... But water shouldn't touch it and metal shouldn't touch it. And as long as you keep those two things away, it won't spoil and you can keep eating it for a month, month and a half. So you can get that richness of spice. And uh, I'm sure that Tamil Nadu will have an equivalent, uh, equivalent of that in Tamil Nadu somewhere or the other. So if you're listening and you know of a fish curry or any other sort of fish preparation or any other preparation that sailors take out to sea that doesn't spoil for a month, month and a half, write into us and tell us. We'll be fascinated to know and I bet that there is something like that out there. Yeah, I think most fishing communities would have something like yeah. that. So, let's start with this email. It's from Sovesh Mohan. He's a thoughtful type. Soch le Prashant. Hari sir. Hari sir. Hari sir was amazing guy. What a wonderful. Who is Hari sir? Are yaar, Tamil Nadu. Hari sir. Why Nikur sir not getting married? Oh, no, actually, you know, the, the guy, Sheesh. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, all the trips that I was driving the other car, Satish was driving the cab. Mm. He's a good, solid driver and, yeah. you know, solid as solid as they come because I remember when he was returning from Leh, Subodh and I had stayed on, we wanted to go to Pagong, Pangong and, you know, all of those areas. And he was very tense because he was going to come back by a Sonmark, Srinagar and that route. And that is the time, I think it was 2010, when there was a lot of this Patharbazi that was happening there. And he took off from there. And 24 hours later, we got a call from Delhi that he's reached Delhi. Oh, wow. And I was like, how did you manage that? Yeah. Did you not sleep on the way? I was really blown by that. You know, he just took off at 5 o'clock in the morning from Leh and he landed up like 5 the next day in the evening. He was at Delhi. It was just an incredible feat of driving. Uh, Rocky, I think you should repeat your, your little challenge chat with him about that because a lot of people might have missed it in that and that's <laughs> very endearing and tells people a lot about uh, Satish, specifically in Jats in general. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I did. I, I already We already spoke about it in one uh, show. Where how our Haryanvi friend Satish used to throw a number at us every time we entered a state. So when we entered uh, Himachal, for example, he said Dasadar. When we entered Punjab, he said Do Lakh. When we entered uh, Jammu and Kashmir, he said Pachisadar. And I was like, what are these numbers you keep throwing? He said, This is the number of jarts it will take to occupy this state. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. he had a very feudal mindset and the, the complete understanding that Haryana can take over and destroy any other state in this country in a fist fight, which I, which I doubt. I mean, I, probably it can, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go there and argue with the Haryanians. <laughs> as, as the Tripura, the only state that we haven't covered in this podcast or any of our shows is Tripura. And we should go there at some point. So, guys, do write in and tell us what 
we should see in Tripura and what's the best time to visit. But I don't know whether you guys read the paper or online. Just two days ago, the very brilliant Chief Minister of Tripura, Mr. Dev, what's his first name? Jim Instructor Biplab. Biplab Dev said that Bengalis are very intelligent, but Jats and Punjabis are not very intelligent. They are what they're not bright. What do you say that they're very dumb? <laughs> I was like, dude, logo <laughs> chief minister. Well, he was a gym instructor who is now a chief minister. Wow. That's what happens so, when you take a when you take a jock out of the gym and make him chief minister. That's yeah. the kind of things he's going to say. Eh? What do you want him to say? Exactly. He, he's also of the firm belief that there was the internet around a couple of thousand years ago, and yes. uh, that Our technology. Gaubotra cures uh, all kinds of diseases like COVID and all that stuff. But he's willing to just he's willing to just talk about it, but not put his mind to it. And that's the problem with the with jocks like that. They can't put their mind anywhere properly. It doesn't sit easy inside the head, so they keep spurting out little things that don't make any sense. <laughs> but I think a far more interesting character is Satish. And ironically, Satish yeah. is the, like the gentlest jock that you could ever come across. You know, yeah. he was like a mouse. <laughs> he, he would he would throw these numbers perhaps in the cab, but. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> remember when we almost had a uh, he couldn't hurt a fly at Palwal. Yeah, in Palwal, you know those those, those right. the jeep went by and they said something and they came back and we were like very happy to like okay say like we'll engage and so these like nee 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 nee. Yeah, but he, he wasn't a small guy. Satish was a big guy. I think he was yeah, like hundred kilos guy. when he came with us the first time and he just got bigger after that. Like yeah. the rest of you. So this email is from Sovesh Moharna. Hello, RNM. I'm Sovesh and I'm from Katak, a massive fan of the shows as well as the podcast. First things first, I would like to apologize for the disappointing food trail in Katak. Hey, why do you have to worry, Sovesh? Maybe we just didn't find the right places, man. One, Katak biryani is absolute heaven. It's a fusion of Lucknowi and Hyderabadi biryani. And yes, it is known as Kataki biryani. You just need to know the right place to find it. I also loved your India's Most Haunted show. Any chance of a new season? Maybe some discussions on the podcast. No. I- my father used to love watching your shows along with me and mum. Now he is no more. But I believe he is always there with me when I watch you guys. Love and regards. May God bless you. Sovesh Maharma. Sovesh, that's hey, a really thanks. sweet mail, Thanks, Sovesh. That's a really sweet mail, man. God bless your dad. Wherever he is, I'm sure he's keeping an eye on you, man. So be a good man. And, uh, you know, thank you for writing in. Yeah, yeah I mean, biryani is something that we, we, we look forward to in Qatar. Going back is something that we look forward to. I mean, there are... So many places that we rushed through. I think this time we should slow down a little bit more and take our time to just sort of smell the roses along the way because that's what life is all about and that we've learned here. Even though we are wearing a mask, roses still need to be smelled when you're on a journey. <laughs> no so, doubt. <laughs> Beautiful. And Suvesh, since we were just talking uh, about, uh, about Punjabi and Jat culture, and there is a lot of that, I just would like to appreciate the beautiful way you said, you know, that sorry that you missed all the things and all because... The way somebody from Delhi or Punjabi would say, But you put yeah. it so Thank you. And he also asked that any stories from your India's most haunted show, any any memorable anecdote you have from there? Mayur would rather not talk about it. <laughs> Mayur, Mayur tried his best to kill himself in, during the making of that show. Now, more than, more than ghosts with a whole unit, you know, and I directed some episodes in that series. More than the ghosts in these places and the hauntings in these places 
it was just the fact that these are very very old places most of them completely deserted so for example we went to a haunted uh, hotel in pune where a woman goes to the top floor of a broken down building and jumps off from the top of it and kills herself and she's been repeating that for decades now she killed herself because she was unhappy about something and apparently her ghost her spirit comes and does that again and again so between us where we were standing and the window that she jumps out of there was a thick patch of undergrowth and mayur of course thought that it would be a great idea if we went and stood where she fell through the undergrowth through the bushes and said look this is where that woman falls and i'm looking around and there's nothing here so you know people are seeing they're not seeing a reflection and etcetera etcetera just to sort of break down why people saw it if we could and just before he went in luckily we had this thermal imager so we turned that thermal imager on and put it on the bush and 5 feet from where mayur was and right in the path that he wanted to take there were two huge cobras standing with their hoods sort of flared waiting for mayur to step in and they must have been at least 7 8 feet long each and there were two of them and they were not attacking each other they were standing side by side looking at the point where mayur was about to enter so that was one and i remember in in uh, he almost killed himself another 10 other 10 seconds he would have stepped in and he would have been bitten and then of course when we went to the bhutong ki bauli in uh, rajasthan near uh, jodhpur it's a, it's about 70 80 kilometers maybe 100 kilometers from jodhpur we went down to a bauli which has like these giant steps which were made by giants apparently like they were made by spirits from another world because they are massive and there's a footprint there which is like about you know 2 feet long and 2 and a half 3 feet long but anyway we went down over there and mayur was standing very peacefully against the wall in a completely dark area where which has a deep well i mean you throw stone and it takes 5 seconds to hit the bottom so it's a really scary place and you start going deeper and deeper and deeper and when you get to the deepest part of the bauli is the well and mayur was standing right next to it and i had forbidden anyone from going forward because if they fell into the well we would never be able to get them out so mayur was leaning against the wall complete darkness and i put on the night vision cam that i had and i looked and i saw these little glowing balls all around mayur on his shoulders on his back on his arm and when i looked closely there were giant spiders man he was covered with them <laughs> and they looked so deadly i mean i don't even want to think about what would happen if even one had bitten him so i just asked him very calmly i said mayur just come here i have to show you something when he came forward i whacked off the three four spiders that were left on his shoulders and back and also so yeah i mean we a lot of people almost got injured luckily we were lucky to escape nothing happened to everyone but that was the main scary part about that show for me as for the ghosts they never really made an appearance except for a couple of doubtful cases where uh, you know so i'm disappointed with them so if you ever meet them let them know that they're just they should have at least these are the decent to come and say hello yeah and of all course. of i would just say that there were many times in the show where i was like oh no later in the in life i look back and said i wish i'd known about adult diapers then <laughs> <laughs> so before i move on to the next email prashant you want to think about someone else memorable from the uh, many friends that we've made in our travels or should i come back to you after this mail we've covered rama mama we've covered tony baji after the mail okay after the mail yeah so this is from abiran abiran said just listen to your goa podcast yesterday evening it was brilliant we transported back to a happy place in goa for an hour it was a stressful evening for me as one person in our apartment tested positive yesterday for covid 19 wow okay abiram does to get a happy kick through the goa podcast meant a lot to me thanks to you guys your andhra episode was also very good it's so true as mentioned that in many ways andhra pradesh is the punjab of the south in terms of big food flavors 
Rocky and Muir, my best wishes for writing the third book, and I'm sure it'll be brilliant as ever. In terms of your upcoming home show, you can always count me in for any kind of contribution. Your team holds a special place in my heart and tummy, and I always believe in giving back to people who make you happy. Thanks so much, Abiran. We'll let you know once we start that project. And for ideas and upcoming shows, as mentioned in one of my previous emails, I would love for you guys to try some wedding food menu in multiple states. Isn't the wedding menu in most cases an excellent layout of the local food? Of course, invitations will be needed unless you guys decide to crash. What do you think? Keep the entertainment on. And one more mail that he sent. Just heard the fan podcast episode. You truly have some of the best fans. Can't wait to see all of you back on the road with the new season of Home. If it's a crowdfunded project, count me in. I'm a massive follower of Rocky and Muir. And the podcast has become a weekly practice now and something that I look forward to. Used to be hungry watching Home. And now I get hungry listening to the podcast. Good times like these are sometimes frozen in time. Thanks, Abhiram. I hope you're fine and so is your flatmate and I hope everything's worked out. Do take precautions and make sure that you take good care of your health with some healthy food other than the shit that we guys also suggest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we don't suggest bad food, okay? We suggest the food of India. It's very good. And Abhiram is is an old friend. He has been writing to us and sending us mails and being in touch on social media everywhere. So, Abhiram is like the consummate, ultimate sort of fan of the show and uh, you know a lot of respect to you Abhiran. Lately he has taken it upon himself to send a mail to Nat Geo every time I post a picture of my birds on a, on Instagram. It's called Birds of India or Ornithophile Ind. So go there and see that and every time I post a bird he sends a message to Nat Geo saying you have to see Rocky Singh's birds and put him on Nat Geo. But they <laughs> haven't listened yet and he's been doing that for days. So Abhiran is one hell of a guy and once he makes up his mind about something, he just goes about doing it. So, tip of the hat to you, Abhiran. Yeah, man. Satish has his 5,000 jarts. If we had 5,000 members in the community, home community like Abhiran, life would be set. We could take over the world. And we shall, <laughs> no doubt we shall. Uh, but with love and travel and stories of travel. My good. So, this is from Mahendar. He has a question. Uh, boys, uh, even if I have tried this, I wouldn't remember. Have you guys tried the aloo fry and dal meal in Zukau Valley in Kohima? Zuku. Zuku Valley in Kohima. If you're responding to this mail in the podcast, please forward the URL. Well, I don't know if we... I mean, I know we went to Kohima. Did we go to the Zuku Valley? We went to Spur Cafe. We, we went to... It was called King Chili. We went to uh, Chongsang. So, but is the Zuku know. Valley like a valley or is it a restaurant? I mean, does it, is this the name of a restaurant? I remember Zuku was a valley. It's a good question. That is a good question, sir. Let's move on. And, and, and our and our friend and our friend uh, Karen actually runs a restaurant that offers all the food and the experiences of Nagaland. It's called Zuku. It's in Delhi, in Arkipurum. Oh yeah, so we've had the dal and aloo over there. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, so maybe okay. So there's a Zuku uh, here in Delhi as well. Yes, it is. That's our friend Karen's restaurant. Oh, so that so that also serves food from from Nagaland. Yes. So you've tried it in not the Zuku Valley in Kohima, but you've traveled, tried the Zuku, uh, the dal fry and the, 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 the potato fry and the dal in the Zuku Valley in Delhi. And what is that like? How is that different from other dals and aloos? Completely different herbs and stuff. Yeah? They don't use that many spices and stuff, right? Basically, there's, they have the chili, but then a lot of their spices and all you are only foraged. I don't even remember the names of them. So you get a very, very different flavor. And then again, there's... They believe in fermenting, pickling, smoking. So it's a completely different um, gastronomic journey or, or experience for the taste buds. Prashant, I'm sure, has eaten there. No, I haven't. No, I haven't if you guys haven't, you must go and try it. It's very close to where... Uh, 
It's just opposite uh, the, all the malls, that big mall road in Basantpur. Opposite that, there's the old. Hmm. Right, right, right. The old, correct. The old. I didn't know about this place. I mean, the only place I knew that served Naga food was the Naga kitchen, which uh, you know I've eaten at yeah. a couple of times. But this one is good. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah. So this this one is called the Zuku Tribal Kitchen, and they make food from the Zuku Valley, which is. Uh, you know it is it is like a proper valley and i the best i can say is i think it's between uh, manipur and nagaland and it's like one of those really beautiful undulating green grassy landscapes and the food is supposed to be quite phenomenal over there i think it's the it's the angami tribe if i'm not mistaken because i i remember karen telling me that she's from the angami so i'm assuming putting two and two together but uh, either way you know if you're in delhi and you want to have some really nice naga food Go to the uh, Zuku Tribal Kitchen and have it. It's in Basant Kunj. And uh, if you're ever in Nagaland, go down to Zuku Valley. It's supposed to be completely beautiful. And uh, we've had the dal and the aloo for sure. And I've had a lot of the pork. So it was everything is great at Zuku. And their momos are brilliant, by the way. Yeah, fried grasshoppers. Now this email is from Wei. Wei says, "Hello, guys. I was listening to the no episode." Way. No way. <laughs> I was listening to the episode on Andhra Pradesh today, which happens to be my home state. It was lovely to listen to you share your experiences, but let me take this opportunity to share with you one gem of a place you should cover in your future trips. Bhimavaram is the Andhra of Andhra. Wow. People across the state go crazy for the food of Bhimavaram because of its richness in terms of its spices, sweets, and non-veg dishes. It also has its own evening snack called Bajji mixture. And you guys must also explore the dosa places of Hyderabad. There are quite a few of them. By the way, there are two things in the podcast that I'd like to highlight. Prakasham Baraj in Vijayawada is a cross river Krishna and not Godavari. Okay. And Bandar in Bandar Laddu stands for the older name of Machli Patnam, which was Bandar. Some old timers call it Bandar even to this day, which is because it was one of the oldest ports of the East Coast. Port is called Bandar in Persian. In Hindi, we popularly call it Bandargah. Way. Hey, Wei, thanks so much. I love these mails that give you little tidbits of why a place is called whatever it's called, what the old name was and what the new name was. Actually, we did mention that in the show. I mean, I know in the podcast, we had lots of fun uh, making up all sorts of reasons why it could be called Bandar Laddu and Bandar Laddu. But we had done our research. So on the show, we'd mentioned that it's the old name for a port. And that's why it was called Bandarga. It. Hence, poor Bandar also. Because it was, it was a, one of the major trading posts in its time. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Andhra, there are so many great cuisines and you know, there's some wonderful stuff out of Andhra. So, I, I think I'm the happiest to be go there because I love spicy food and of course, lots of seafood, lots of meat. That's really my kind of place to go to. So, I always enjoy going to Andhra. It is like, it's a dream, man. I've been tied up at home for so long eating proper food, home food, which is so subdued as compared to these wild spices and flavors that Andhra throws into their cuisine. Which is I mean, proper I, food. No, I mean, it's just so good, yeah. It's so solid on your palate. Like I said, it's wild, you know. It's compared to the tame food I have at home. This is like a lion compared to the sort of little doggy that I have at home. So, it's, it's this is like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I want to go for a safari to Andhra Pradesh and eat all that food, man. I, I, I agree. Mean, I agree. Home food is like, mm, Andhra food is like, <laughs> 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 oh, I see. So now, now this email comes to us from Sujay. Sujay Pan, uh, Pan, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, but I love how he's written this mail. Sujay says, Hey guys, it brings me so much joy to even type this message out to you lot. All of you and your stories remind me of this share. Kabhi shaak par, kabhi burg par. 
کبھی گنڈ چاہے گلوں خار پر میں چمن میں چاہے جہاں کھلوں میرا حق ہے فاصلے بہار پر ٹرانسلیشن بیٹ ان باک آن دا اسٹیم اور دا روٹ اور ان دا فلاور گارڈن ویر ایور آئی بلوم آئی ہیو دا فل رائٹس آن ایوری تھنگ دیٹ بلومس ان آ بیوٹیفل پیراڈائز واٹ اے لولی تھاٹ واٹ اے لولی سینٹیمنٹ Thank you. Thank you. That's such a beautiful sentiment to send. And I mean, between that and the blooming nutcases we had on this show, <laughs> we, have, we have a full variety of blooms. But, but yeah, beautiful, man. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot his name. What was his name? Sujay. Sujay goes on to say, uh-huh. Could not agree more with you when you say that food and the stories around food bring us all together. As Indians, we are now seeing a time where this repressive idea of oneness is being forced down our system. To those people, I say no with a capital N-O. We are all different and unique with our own stories, food, culture, tradition, what have you. The only thing we have that is the same is the copious amounts of love for each other in this country. As a foggy kid myself, having been in an Air Force family and lived in the best Air Force stations and thought of Sunday biryani in the mess only made better if it is right after a holy party or the Wednesday continental spread, nothing beats foggy kitchens and messes. I think of how lucky I am to be born into a forces family and I give it full credit to make me understand the true value of discipline and the method in daily life and above all the true meaning of a democracy. Your show just made that deep-seated love for our country and its people and its democracy even richer. In conclusion, I would like to say that having had the honor of watching you when I was in school from season one to now, I have to say that you guys are family, man. If you ever drop by to Bangalore, please let me know. Nothing better than a Sunday morning spent at Koshi's. Right now, I'm stuck in Delhi with my family inside a Fauji campus. And you are invited to our house anytime. And we can serve you all the cold coffee you can have with loads of custard and jelly. Looking forward to meeting you and joining you on the road. Jai Hom! What a lovely way. Give my hand here. That is incredible. Yeah, beautiful Hom. Okay, man. Enjoy. It's, this, is the, this is the beauty of being in the Indian army. Yeah. This is the ethos of the army. This is the spirit, the soul, the very sort of backbone that makes up people in the Indian army. They're all brothers and sisters. Yeah. They're all one. And Sujay is such a great uh, representation of that. And his mail is so beautifully written with so much heart. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can just see how deeply he feels about this country and about us being united. Yeah. And I think anyone who doesn't feel that should be ashamed of themselves and should realize that they are the true bloody anti-nationals who deserve to be, I don't know, I, I'm not even going to say anything more about them. They're just disdainful, disgusting, petty, slimy, bad people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chalo, I'm glad, I'm glad you're saying nothing about them. I'd hate to see what you'd say if you were saying things. <laughs> But Niku, you were asking about the kind of people that we met and who, who struck me as, I mean, I think in Homp, not so much, but in Jehind, Virtually in every other episode, you found really, really extraordinary men and women here. You know, I remember, you know, Major Vikrant, right? Yes, you, of you course. Guys, I think, Niku, you were not there on that shoot. Mm. And we shot with him and Hawes. And uh, a special forces guy from a very elite unit. You know, young fellow, top shape, great attitude. And I remember we kept in touch, you know. And after about three, four years, you know, every three months, four months, sort of speaking on the phone... I got this call and he said, uh, Sir, I've come to your village. I said, Hey, wow, you're in Delhi? Where are you? He says, I'm in base hospital. Mein you know, without, without any, this thing, without any, uh, I mean, his tone was just so normal. Base hospital. Mein I said, what's in base hospital? Mein? He says, I've never opened a parachute. 
and the fellow had a fall like he had jumped on these very high uh, you know high uh, these high altitude sort of jumps that they do where yeah. they jump from like 14 15000 feet 16000 feet halo high altitude low opening kind of shoot that he was doing and he was so low when his parachute failed him and he crashed in the ground with his supplementary just sort of flaring out you know and he he broke both his legs he was in the base hospital must have been extremely extremely painful scary experience for him but he was just so blase about it i was like dude how do you go through this here and mm-hmm. he was like you know so there's so many such people that one came across you know for their hospitality for their openness you know for their professionalism you know the helicopter pilots that we met from the army aviation corps in nasik just brilliant people how yeah. they tame their machine and how they fly it and you know just their attitude towards life it was such a humbling experience each time we went into their camps it just left you thinking are why are wish we had a, just got a chance to just serve in the forces just for 2 3 years and i think it would have been it would be such a great experience if actually india had that you know what israel has before you go to college you go into oh, the forces year. for a couple of years or one year whatever that term is yeah. but i think it just would do so so much good to the discipline of the people in this country yeah yeah no no i i think right from the time of independence the two things that were sort of always holding the country together one was of course the army the greatest institution of india as i keep saying and the other one was uh, bollywood yeah, the movie industry all their movies were about unity anti caste you know anti rich yeah, the whole amar akbar anthony kind of formula yeah. i yeah. mean can yeah. you imagine a film like that getting made today i mean i don't and think so no it won't get made today because both these both these great institutions have sort of fallen into some kind of rut where you know there's so much with the army i mean there's every day you have people coming on board who you know who are who were soldiers they're coming on the news they're fighting with each other they're disgracing themselves i mean I, it's embarrassing for absolutely me absolutely true absolutely I, i'm true. not i'm not going to get into it too much because you know i don't want to disrespect anyone who's ever had anything to do with the army but people who still create divides after having been in the armed forces are just incorrigible people man there's nothing to say about their souls have already been lost to the devil but uh, let's forget about that because there is no devil because i am an atheist to start with but uh, but yeah i mean i i was thinking back when you were talking about what great guys i was thinking back to the 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 two pilots we met in the helicopter yeah, trying to you know uh, get to a 24000 foot base where the helicopter barely has any lift i mean uh, these helicopters can't fly at their altitude it's very hard to fly them and they can barely carry any weight to get there and they've got to supply these guys with kerosene or fuel or food that keeps them alive because without that you can't survive on those altitudes and those temperatures which are well into the minus 30s minus 40s and uh, there was a whiteout coming down and there was a you know projection the whiteout is when the cloud descends on the mountain and the cloud and the mountain and the snow and everything turns white so you don't know whether you're upside down or straight or going forward or back and it's very dangerous for pilots especially but these guys i mean they were just discussing this and they said look we've got to get those supplies to those men up there because they are absolutely zero on fuel almost and this run has got to be made today no matter what happens here and they went there and i think the whole unit was just sort of including us we were all standing there biting our nails there and when about 35 40 minutes later when they appeared back on the horizon you could just feel this collective sigh of relief mm. you know that two of our finest have made it back alive and that's the sort of commitment these guys have to each other and to the country here. so you know i i never grudge the guys in the armed forces that little you know little bit of comfort that they get when they're at home base or in their mess or having a drink or you know eating from a spoon that's been in the in the unit for 100 years 
never grudge them that yeah. never grudge them their discipline and their neatness and their meticulous nature because these guys put their lives on the line every day in reality not just through bullshit talk like a lot of people in this country do it yeah but speaking of people who there was a very powerful point and rocky didn't complete that thought that you know the army and the the bollywood like they really stood for something and they were actually unifying forces and all but aaj ki date pe amar akbar anthony agar banate guess what they would they would rename it what <laughs> amar amar ram janmabhoomi <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they they would they would probably name it uh, amar uh, ashutosh and uh, uh, abhinandan abhinandan <laughs> <laughs> but that is actually it's it's really sad that both of these institutions and i call the film industry also an institution yeah after all you know like you said they were a very strong integrative force in this country yeah for the people i think both of these institutions are under stress right now and it's yeah, it's really a real pity i mean really i mean when i see the army and you know the leadership of the army do the kind of stuff that they do mm. you know i it just sort of my mind just goes to you know that captain the major the colonel i mean the people on the ground the boots on the ground the people who sort of you know are up there in the front lines i mean what they must be thinking and what they must be going through i mean if you politicize something like this then you just have another police force you know yeah. except that they are not in khaki they are in olive greens and except and, that they are lot fitter and capable a lot more and they're fitter and they are more dangerous far more dangerous than the damn cops you know so <laughs> showing his usual love for the constabulary yeah i mean no love for them no love for them i understand i understand the problems that they face and i empathize with that but i think any institution that is let down by its leadership that institution really needs to reflect for its mess yeah. now you know sp- speaking of people very inspiring people we've met i, I don't want to take names i'm not even going to tell which city or state this was in but i'm sure you will know what i'm talking about so we met this person who had who took us fishing and you know when you go fishing like when you go game fishing you don't kill the fish you catch the fish and you measure it and you get a picture and you throw it back in but you can't like if you're moving forward at 40 kilometers per hour you can't put the fish backwards like the water is running from the <laughs> wrong end of the gills <laughs> so this person who had set up this fishing expedition experience as rocky and we caught a tuna while i was doing ulti on the side Hey, the sea was so choppy. We were on this very high-speed boat, which was going up, down, up, down. So I was directing and doing ulti at the same time. We caught this tuna, and this guy put it backwards. Zindi matli ko mar diya. What a joke! Yeah. He drowned the hell out of that poor poor fish, man. I, mean, <laughs> I shall never forget. Must be a huge tuna, yeah. Tuna is a large fish. No, right? it was it was a very I know a full-grown tuna is very large, but this was a smaller one. It was like. Twice or thrice the size of Rocky's hand. Yeah, so it wasn't one of those big ass four feet, five feet ones. Hmm. That's why he put it back in. If it was that big, he would have got it back and ready made tuna sandwiches. Yeah, tuna. <laughs> Mayur and I were shooting for uh, Mauritius tourism, and we were on a game fishing boat early in the morning, and we kept catching a lot of sort of small fish. I think we kept we kept catching smaller tuna. We got a wahoo. We got a we got a couple of snapper. We got we got a whole bunch of fish. and then um, finally you know we saw these birds diving into the water and we headed over there with our lines being dragged behind and immediately all the lines got hit by fish and two managed to snag on because a lot of times a fish rip the line uh, hook out of their mouth or they straighten the hook out 
and we brought in two. I brought in mine first. It was about 65, 70 pounds. And it was about five feet long. And then Mayur brought in a monster at about 95, almost 100 pounds, which was about uh, six and a half, seven feet long. It was long, bigger than us. And it was a huge fish. And before we could even think of throwing them back, the captain just clubbed them instantly because he really wanted that meat here. So, <laughs> so we had fresh tuna for like about three days after that, which was pretty incredible. So this email is from Karthik. Karthik says, Hey, Ramp. Ramp is Rocky. Abhi Mayur Prashant. Please upload more episodes. Seeing a dry run for many days. No, yeah, we've just turned it into a weekly from a bi-weekly. That's all. My question to Mayur is, does he feel emasculated when taken to meet eating places most of the time when he has nothing to eat and Rocky trolls him? And where can I watch the first season of Home? I miss that. Still remember all your jokes and places. I remember Mayur explaining the difference between Shikanji and Shikanjui. Okay, Mayur, you have to explain it again because I don't remember this. And Rocky's Una Tuna Ki Luna joke. <laughs> yeah, I remember Una Tuna Ki Luna. <laughs> I want to see the first season badly. What was that thing about not having a giant cutout hoarding in Haryana that you mentioned in one of the podcasts, Mayur? Can you share the story behind it? What was the story about a giant cutout in Haryana, Mayur? Oh, Shikanji and Shikanji, I am busy trying to find my masculinity, which was lost because I didn't get. <laughs> no, no, he says, you, did you feel emasculated? Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to de-emasculate. De-emasculate. <laughs> I don't know Shikanji and Shikanji, but giant cutout? I have no idea. What did we speak of a giant cutout in Haryana? Did he say? Yeah, in Haryana. We spoke of a giant cutout of uh, Tamil Nadu. Uh, in Tamil Nadu, yeah. we spoke about it. Aragiri. Aragiri's Aragiri's cutout. And uh, it was Chidambaram's town. Yeah, it was in Chidambaram, I think, or one of those places. Madurai. Karakuri. Madurai. It was which one was it? Madurai. Anyway, the the politics of Tamil Nadu are just eternally, incredibly surprising and humorous. I mean, the things that the politicians of Tamil Nadu do in deadly earnest is the most hilarious things that I've seen in my life. So, a salute to all of them. If they weren't around, the world would be a less funny place. But, uh, yeah, Haryana, I don't remember. And as for emasculation, thank God, Mayur, you're like this after you emasculated. Can you imagine if you weren't emasculated, what you would have done to all of us? You would have killed us. So, Karthik, most of your questions remained unanswered because clearly none of us remember much of this. But I'm with you on... I'd love to watch, you know, because I was watching the reruns of Homp, like I showed you, my nephews got hooked on to Homp. So he keeps watching the same episodes again and again, because they keep showing the same coast to coast and hills and stuff. But some of our most fun moments in our first episode, and because those were probably shot on low resolution cameras and not on these EX, whatever series that came, once the HD and digital cameras came, no one will ever see those season one. Yeah. I've said this before. I'd like to just, from we have the backups in office, Prashant? Yeah, we do. We have the tapes. We should just sit in office and watch season one sometime, yeah. When Rocky was also thin. Yeah, we should actually digitize them, yeah. You know, I don't know how good the tapes would be after all this time. We've no, no, we have the there. footage. I'm talking about the masters. Do we have the masters? The masters yeah, yeah. We've got the masters on tape. Well, I have I have all the CDs of Highway on my plate and all the series we made. Yeah. So I have a whole bag full of them and they're kept in mint condition as mint as mint can be. You know now that in 2018, all CDs expired. That was the expiry date. So did my great-grandfather, but he's still around drinking whiskey here. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, Rocky actually believes that. We, yeah. we, we Punjabis, we Punjabis don't believe in expiry. We are forever. Uh, don't lie now. Expiry with the expiry. 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 Expi
So sign up for our newsletter wherever you listen to this podcast click on that link and fill in the form write into us at homp2020 at gmail.com and become a part of the hompers community so before we go we should give you the food court unless you guys have any other memorable person you'd want to mention there are so many memorable people yeah i mean there was a uh, prem koshi from uh, from bangalore who is uh, quite a legend in food yeah and uh, he is just a wonderful wonderful guy he knows everything about it he runs koshis of course for those of you who may not know and uh, what's his brother's name is santosh i think so it's prem and santosh which you'll find at koshis which at least we do we love that place and just just a shout out to you know all these people that we meet who are so dedicated to food dedicated to carrying on the old recipes the old way of doing things these are real treasures of our nation here yeah. so please take your patronage to these places these old places that have old tastes don't let them go because they sort of their reservoirs of so much poor history and heritage and when they go we'll just be a poorer people i know modernization is the buzzword around here but we still need these places here so you know whether it's these guys or the brothers who run ayodhya the restaurant ayodhya that we went to it was ramchandrathi was the manager in mangalore in mangalore i mean those guys such a wonderful place such old recipes and the most expensive thing was like for 15 rupees here so i think when those places go we'll lose out something so don't let these places die out you know vidyarthi bhavan another legend uh, gumbal mess mylapore in chennai yes i mean mm. so many all across the country you know so so just keep them going and keep keep your patronage going keep exploring food once the lockdown is over once the disease is under control or devastated or destroyed and uh, and hopefully uh, you know these places will survive forever yeah yeah i you know as one last parting word i abiran mentioned something or another one of the wonderful people that wrote in about you know about unity in our country and how this whole thing of don't make it one and food is a great example of that yeah. you know food is a great example of how like we really if we treat differences with curiosity and a desire to learn and see how things are different and why they're interesting as opposed to making it grounds for for like putting people or communities or everything in boxes and saying they're not like us so you know we are right there this way we are that way the moment that starts then we go down the path that we're seeing but instead if we just look at it as wow this is different this is not what this is nothing like we've tried or we've tasted let's try it then like in food you will find in life also things will take on a much greater you they'll be much more interesting and entertaining 
because he went at it just from that point of curiosity and wanting to learn why and how things are different. And when we guys go out there with curiosity, we will make sure that curiosity killed the bat. The bat. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, this this reminds me of one of those episodes of Star Trek that I saw as a boy, where one one race of people is half black and half white, and the other race is half white and half black, and they fight with each other because they're the opposite sides of black and white. I, I realized, you know, that day as a child, I realized how stupid fighting over differences is because they're as ridiculous as that. Here, I mean, who cares who you are as long as you're an Indian? You're my brother or sister, man, and and that's how it should be. You know, with, with apologies to my wife and children who are not my brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good thought to cling on to. Yes, clarity yeah. is important. <laughs> cling on, cling on, Star Trek joke, Star Trek joke, cling on, cling on. Did you miss it? What is common between Star Trek and toilet paper? They both Klingon. search Uranus for Klingons. <laughs> 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 on that. Appetizing joke. Let me kick off the food court. Thank you. Here goes. Since this one is dedicated to friends who would like us to get on the road and would like to join us in different stretches. Can't wait to hit the road, kissing frogs and turning into toads. Saath mein hoga jashan, cause yara da tashan fellas, yara da tashan. Yeah, deep Punjabi quotes. We've talked about so many fishes from Sri Lanka to Mauritius. They all taste best fried in a pan. I'm so happy we did this. We must dedicate more episodes to our pan. Doggy, very good. Doesh, Pritam, Abiran, Way, the fans and the lovers of the show are so many. With lots of love and respect, I'd like from us to dedicate this episode to Jude's granny. Oh, how sweet. Yes, Jude. Thank you, Jude. Thank you, Jude, for making this happen. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jude. Take care, man. Take care. All the best, yeah. Jude produces this podcast series amongst others. So, thanks, Jude. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all who've been supporting us. Until the next week, have a good life. Peace be with you. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.